This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. Hello and welcome back. I'm Barbara Kahn. I'm the J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing here at the Wharton School. And I'm here in the studio with my co-host, Professor Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr., Professor of Marketing here at Wharton. Yep, and I'm bringing sexy back. Jeff Simmons on audio. <laughs> thank you, sir. I appreciate you a little. Justin Timberlake, I'm a huge fan. I have to say it, you know. Yeah, because uh, background. I, I know. You're like, what was that? I have what no idea. What are you talking about? And I'm reliving my childhood, like, little fantasies and memories all and of that was going on all when that I was, was going on while you were the like notes here. yes <laughs> you were studying and being diligent and i'm like grooving to justin timberlake wow i missed yeah. all of that i wow. gotta pay more attention <laughs> <laughs> what goes on in the studio that's good stuff. oh well this is marketing matters on business radio and we air live every wednesday 5 to 7 p.m eastern time and we replayed this show several times during the week and as our next guest we are very help- happy to welcome cliff marks who's the president and interim CEO of NCM, and he's going to talk about movie advertising. Hello, Cliff. Hello, Barbara. <laughs> so tell us, how long have you been doing movie advertising? I've been at NCM now for almost 17 years, wow. and I uh, helped establish the, the category here in the United States. Of course, cinema advertising has been popular all over the world for many years, and in the last 10 years, you've seen it emerge as one of the major media forums in the U.S. Well, now, like I was telling Americas, I really do go to the movie early. <laughs> I'm yeah. one of those people. Mm-hmm. Cause I, but it's like it's not just yeah, advertising. It's a whole show. Are you involved with the whole pre-movie show? Yeah, we actually created the pre-movie show. If you remember, if you think back to many, many years ago, you used to go to the movies and you used to, sl- used to see slides yeah, I hated those. Oh, my God, I can't tell you how much I hated those. Right. Was it the answer always Peter O'Toole? <laughs> right, exactly. That's good. Yeah. So, so what, we, what we did when we started NCM is we said, let's give the consumers something to watch when they go to the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not naive enough to think anybody's coming to the movies to watch our pre-show. Well, we sometimes I do. <laughs> you know, they, they've probably gone to see Bohemian Rhapsody. But we offer a really entertaining pre-show engagement opportunity, which which uh, which consumers love and advertisers love. I mean, it's really interesting. For a long time, with DVDs and everything else, people predicted the death of movie right, theaters. Right. But in fact, mm-hmm. it's not happened that it's way. And the happened. movie theaters are more... I mean, I was telling America, I go to one in Miami when I go down to Miami that has these really comfortable chairs and you can have a drink in the mm-hmm, chair and mm-hmm. food and sitting there and watching a pre-show and then watching your movie. It, mm-hmm. You know, the life to- is good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really well, fun. As a matter of fact, Barbara, and by, and by the way, Miami is my hometown as well. Oh, um, nice. Although I live in New York. Uh, by the way, the movies are booming. You mm-hmm. know, box office is up is up 11% this year. Attendance is up 8%. It's still what America does when they want to get out of the house. And I believe as long as, you know, moms and kids, moms and dads want to get away from kids and kids want to get away from mom and dad, the movies are going to do just fine. Yeah, it's really funny. For me, even though I can watch any movie I want on my iPad or something, going to the movie it's theater different. is a different, different. experience. And yeah. I, it does. I don't go on dates anymore. I'm always going with my husband. That's the same <laughs> difference. But, well, you, but that sounded fun. like a Hallmark card. Yeah, yeah. 
Barbara. But it is but fun. Uh, it feels special. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's just... so. I mean, when you're with people, and like, say, for example, in a comedy, or or like even in a drama or a scary movie, it's like yeah. there's something about that yeah, thing that being with people. Yeah, social environment Absolutely. also yeah. definitely the case. Well, well, America's. It's listen. It's a fact. People love to share things in communal environments. There's nothing like sitting next to a complete stranger and laughing together or crying together. Mm-hmm. And it, that makes this experience very unique. Netflix will never be that experience. Mm. And, 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 and anything you watch in your living room will never be that experience. Because you're sitting with a group of 100 or 200 strangers experiencing something on, a, on technology that nobody else can have. Mm. You know, we all have nice televisions in our living room these days. Any of you have a 50-foot screen with, you know, with... <laughs> Barbara <sound>? probably does. <laughs> no, but IMAX, you know, and amazing sound. Oh, IMAX sound is unbelievable, and, you know, yeah. The movie the... experiences, I mean, the sound quality, the, the technology of, of the surround sound at, like, six dimensions and stuff, it's amazing, actually, Cliff, right? Yeah, I mean... Give a, yeah, it, it is. And give a lot of credit to America's exhibition community because these people, you know, the AMCs mm-hmm. and the Regals and the Cinemarks of the world have stepped up and made huge investments to make this experience better for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, that's and pretty cool. I'm not so sure the average American understands that. That theater that you go to in Miami, Barbara, that's a very expensive living room you're sitting in. It <laughs> certainly <laughs> is. And it's in a very expensive mall. I don't know if you've seen it, the Brick- Brickle City Center Ooh. Mall. It's like all these luxury, gorgeous stores. It's a beautiful indoor-outdoor mall. It's fantastic. Right. It's really right. nice. So, so we have something really special. It's called the movies, and uh, and thankfully Americans love it, and they continue to support it. And um, and these are the same people that watch a lot of television. So it's a very uniquely different entertainment. Experience. So tell tell us a little and, bit about the ad business in movies. So it's what's the philosophy? Are do you do different kinds of ads before a movie than you might do in a TV? I mean, I know hmm. you're going to know something about the audience because the movies kind of tailor to different audiences. So I assume the ads or reflect who you think might be sitting in the seats. Mm. I mean, at the minimum, I assume that's going on. Yeah, they sure are. We, we've become probably the most coveted young adult millennial medium in the country. You know, if you're looking to reach 18 to 24-year-olds or 18 to 34-year-olds, it's very challenging to do with most modern media. The average age of the primetime television viewer, and I don't care if that's on ABC, NBC, or CBS, is about 58 years old. Mm. And and um, if you're looking to sell electronics or Internet services or, or wireless services or entertainment product, and you really need an 18- to 34-year-old audience, you're going to be very challenged to find it in most broadcast-type, you know, high-end branding environments. The movies and the cinema really offers that to our clients. And we've been very well supported by um, by major brands, major ad agencies, who believe that we bring something very special to the table, and that's engagement and captivity. Mm. And, and so they um, make special ads that are just for the movies, or do these ads also show in other media? Mm. Yeah, oftentimes, you know, just because of the cost to produce an ad, oftentimes what you'll see are ads that run in other mediums. But a lot of brands will either break them into movies or in some cases, I'll tell you this year, 
we had AT&T make a very special campaign that was just created for the movies. Hmm. And uh, I, ho- I hope you've seen it. And if you haven't, you know, go to their website and check it out. They've created 90-second little, little, little mini-movies, little, you know, what, what you might call in the, as industry jargon is branded entertainment. But the entertainment was so great, you forget that you're seeing a spot from AT&T. Hmm. As a matter of fact, the way they made the spots, you don't even know it's AT&T until the very end of the spot. Because, you know, we're the one place, you know, we're the only network in America that can promise people that their spots won't be, you know, fast forwarded. Yeah, right. You, you know, can't I, zap through them. That's true. Yeah. I, I created a term, and I, I tell this to brands all the time. We don't offer consumers what I call a mega device. You know what a mega device no. is? No. No, what's that? A make it go away device. Oh, <laughs> I need a lot of those. <laughs> of course you do. And if you think about it, as consumers, we're all empowered whenever we so desire to make it go away. When you're watching television, if you don't like what you're seeing, what do you do? You press a button. Or the I radio, go to the refrigerator, but. <laughs> well, you, or you go to the refrigerator, or you pick up the phone mm-hmm. and you call grandma, or whatever yeah, exactly. you do. You check out. In That's our right. Invi- in our environment, you don't check don't do out. anything. Yeah, you're that's captive, interesting. You're highly engaged. And if you look at the research, and we are Nielsen measured, just like every other media you know, in the world, if you look at the research, it'll, it'll prove that, that consumers not only see, or, see the spots, but they're highly engaged, and the likability of, of our spots are fantastic. Yeah, well, if I mean, that means the content great... is really good. Because like going back to exactly. what you were saying, when they had those slides, I mean, really, I could not stand that. But the, <laughs> but the movie stuff that you're talking about now is really, it is entertaining. I, and I think if, once the ads get not entertaining, you may not have that same level of engagement. Right. Yep. No, and, and listen, I tell brands all the time, a good ad on a 50-foot screen is a really good ad. But I promise you, a bad ad on a 50-foot <laughs> yeah. screen is a really bad ad. Mm-hmm. And, and, we, and we understand that. And, you know, we don't necessarily need brands to make special, fancy creative for us, although some do. But we need good ads and because uh, people want to be entertained. They get there early. They let their guard down. Mm. They can't change a channel. And we feel a responsibility to create a show. And if you've seen our show that we call Nuvi. Um, if you've seen our, sh- our pre-show, it's very entertaining. You see lots of great entertainment from lots of brands you like, and you see lots of spots from brands you like. As a matter of fact, if you go right now, you'll see an, an augmented reality game that you can play interacting with Ralph Breaks the Internet. You know, that you can how, how does that work? How do you screen. get augmented reality? Do they have to put some glasses on or something? Ah, glad you asked. <laughs> so we... we we, we have actually created an augmented reality app that we call Nuvi Arcade, capital A, capital R-C-A-D-E. You can, go to, you can go to any Play Store and download it. It's there. As long as you have the Nuvi Arcade app on your phone, you can actually engage with the big screen because we've written special code that allows the phone, any phone and every phone, to engage with that screen you're sitting in front of and interact with either an ad or, in this case, wow, we have a, a, a game that we've collaborated on with Disney. But we're trying to make that experience, you know, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure no one's coming to the movies to see my pre-show. I'm guessing they're coming to see, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. But while they're sitting there waiting for that movie, let's make it fun for them. Mm-hmm. So let's give them something to do. And uh, this game we have on right now is, um, is fantastic. The feedback from consumers mm-hmm. is fantastic. It's something that we're trying to show theater owners, our partners, and we have over 50 theaters that we work with, including some of the major ones in the U.S., 
that we can actually create entertainment for people who come to be entertained before the real entertainment starts. Interesting. And Nuvi Arcade and our digital products are part of it. So just, you know, tell us a little bit about the movie business, how it works. So the theaters are independent of the filmmakers, and I guess you're a separate entity, the advertising. Do, does, this, does, does any of those guys get any of the revenue that you generate from your brand? Or, I mean, how does, from your advertising? or What are the economics? How, do, mm, how mm-hmm. does all of that work? Mm-hmm. And if it's a good yeah. movie versus, like, do you have to pay more for your advertising if you're in front of a a box office hit like you know the Lady Gaga movie versus some bomb or how is there what what has all the economics work? Yeah. yeah, I'll explain that to you. So most of the major theaters are uh, are uh, company owned theaters. So whether you go to a an AMC theater or a Regal theater or a Cinemark theater or a Marcus theater or whatever theater you go to, they're they're company owned. They're not franchises like you like m- many people may think, and the Theater owners, we call them exhibitors, actually control the distribution pipes, and they make deals with the studios who control the content. So when you go to a movie, when you go to a theater to see, uh, you know, you look at some of the big th- uh, films that'll be out very soon, like uh, Spider-Man or Mary Poppins or uh, Bumblebee. Those are created by studios. The studios make a deal, a business deal, with these exhibitors, these distributors, to play them across their theaters. And these exhibitors work with companies like NCM to create you know, pre-shows that entertain the customers and create an alternative revenue source. Um, you, you may or may not know this, but in the uh, early 2000s, many exhibitors uh, went through Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the big theaters that you know and love went through Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And what the theater industry realized, taking a page out of, the, out of what cable did, is they needed to create an alternative revenue stream. Of course, cable has a dual revenue stream because we all pay our cable bills and they sell advertising. So the theaters decided, you know, in the early 2000s, wouldn't this be an interesting thing to do? Uh, By the way, back then I was an employee of ESPN, which is where I spent most of my career before I did this. Mm -hmm. And I came over and helped define, you know, uh, a a model that would create a pre-show that would also be a lucrative revenue source to the theaters. In NCM's case, we happen to be owned by theaters and we're a public company traded on the NASDAQ. Uh, NCMI on the NASDAQ, and we are actually owned and owned by some theaters. Uh, we also work with lots of other theaters who are affiliates of ours, and we've essentially created a network. Our network, the NCM network, is really not much different than the ABC, the NBC, the Fox, or the ESPN network. Hmm. You know, a network is just defined as a group of affiliates that play the same content at the same time. What makes ABC a network? Well, they play, you know, the, the same college football game on Saturday afternoon in New York, Chicago, and in Dallas. That's what makes NCM a network. Whether you go to where you, whether you go to that great theater that you go to in Miami, which I'm guess which I believe is Regal, whether you go to that theater in Miami or you go to a theater in in Dallas or in Pittsburgh or or in Philadelphia, we're running that same pre-show in front of the movies, and we allow brands to leverage a national audience. In our case, we oh, reach over seven. 100 million people a year and 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 we share the revenue with our theater partners so that's the commerce side of it ah. the commerce side is every time we sell an ad you know that dollar is shared between us and our exhibitors mm-hmm. and it's a secondary and by the way very important revenue stream for those theaters mm. so that's part of the reason they're still around because they have dual revenue streams now 
They're not just making their money on ticket sales. You bet. As a matter of fact, hmm. they don't make a lot of their money on ticket sales. You know, when you when you go to a movie and you pay ten or twelve dollars for a movie. Oh, they make it on popcorn, the right? <laughs> the fourteen dollars soda is that it, baby? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's clearly an important part of their business model because most of the money you pay for the ticket goes back to the studio. Mm-hmm. So if you saw a Disney picture, most of it's going back to Disney or Warner or Paramount or mm-hmm. or Fox or, or Lionsgate or whoever's picture it is. The majority of the revenue generally goes back to the studio. So the exhibitor really only has two revenue streams. Uh, well, of course, there's some percentage of tickets, but the concession revenue stream is critical to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and art revenue stream. I mean, we, uh, again, we're a publicly traded company, so you, you know it's all public, but we provide very significant revenue uh, to the theaters. And a very significant service to consumers because most people go, uh, just like you started up, Barbara, you said, I really get there early because I love the show. Most consumers do love the show. You know, Maria Menounos is our host, and uh, Maria's become very much associated uh, as the face of Nuvi. And uh, and people love to get there early, and, and, and they feel like they have this relationship with Maria, and, and we give them a little bit of an insight, you know, and a little bit of entertainment before the movie. Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, now when they're moving into these dinners and stuff and they're selling alcohol, like even at restaurants, the margin on alcohol is really high, so that's yet another revenue source, you know. People come, they yep. have a drink, they wait for the movie. Mm-hmm. And you'd rather have the drink yep. before the movie starts while the pre-show's on so it doesn't interrupt the show, mm-hmm. so it, it mm-hmm. all kind yep. of is an entertainment experience that makes sense and you're going to go for dinner somewhere so why not go to dinner at the same destination you're going to enjoy the movie and and again kudos to the exhibitors they're building beautiful theaters Mm -hmm. with great seating and the food options are pretty good yeah it's amazing to me that these new theaters are opening up you know there are new theaters but it it's not a dying art form how many times have people predicted the death of movie theaters it's so funny yep well, many people predicted the death of radio when television started, yeah. and you know, and, and many people have predicted the death of a lot of things. But you can't, you know, as long as people are passionate about something, and as long as people, you know, have a true love for something, and I don't care what that is, it's not going to die. Movies are not going to die. As a matter of fact, people watch more movies today than they've ever watched. Now, they may be watching some of them on the, at home because Netflix has has. has terrific movies. They may be watching some of it on their phone, but as we talked about earlier, they're going to the theater because it's a destination environment to have an entertainment experience that is unlike any other in the world. So we're talking other in the world. We're talking to clicks, Cliff Marks is the president and interim CEO of NCM, and he's talking about movie advertising and how movies are definitely not going away. But, Cliff, I want to talk to you about something that you mentioned. You used to work at ESPN, so I'm going to change gears a little bit. And um, given you had that experience at ESPN, I'm curious to know what you think about, like, sports broadcasting and all that. I mean, it seems to me that when you look at live TV or really broadcast TV, it's about sports. I mean, that's all the rest of it you watch on demand or you download but i it sports is to me what tv live tv is about or broadcast tv is about what do you think about that well uh, i i would tell you that um um this is one one man's opinion doesn't make me right or doesn't make me wrong but i believe that the television business in general is going to be about live event television mm-hmm. i think i think the two the two most vital day parts in the broadcast industry will be sports and news mm. 
I don't think it's an accident that Rupert Murdoch just decided to sell off his entertainment entities and um, and is only and primarily going to be in the sports and news business. Um, I think that entertainment television in the future will be subscription-based. I think consumers will watch what they want, when they want, how often they want, and often in, in binge mode. And I think that's where the industry is going. And um, I think that you know ESPN, you know, where I spent 14 years of my career, um, is in a great position. I think the brand is strong. I think they're uh, a production and uh, and um, and sports leader. Um, but but I think that's where the TV industry will be in in less than five years from now. I think it will be very much live event driven. People will always want to watch the Oscars. People will always want to watch CMT, uh, the Country Music Awards. But it's going to be about live event television. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, now Amazon is in media, you know, and all these new players are in media. But it's a different model. It's on-demand, subscription. Um, So, But when you sit down and watch TV, the only time I watch TV live is sports. Mm. And I'm not even a sports fan, but my husband is. But it does seem to be on all the time. And it's (laughs) exciting, you know. You don't want to watch that after the fact. It is, and, and and that's why. Listen, if if you just look at what sports leagues and what sports rights holders rights holders have fetched in in uh, in fees over the next ten years, it's very evident what's going on and who the winners are. Content owners who own live sports are clearly the winners. Um, I think you'll see more commitment and more bidding and and more competition for live sports rights than you ever will. Um, but, you know, let, let's not also, um, you know, uh, forget that entertainment television is probably better than it's ever been. There's probably more great television being created today oh, than I ever. couldn't agree more. It's just mm-hmm. different. It's different, but it's great content, and I do, I agree with you, that binge-watching stuff, that's really fun. And I I feel like I have much better TV habits than I used to, Mm because I only watch what I want to watch, and I watch it when I want to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think it's, it is, the standards of TV, I I think it's really good, some of the new content. Yeah. It's really. Probably better than ever. And, and, you know, if you're a, if you're a 12 to 30-year-old, you don't even remember TV the way, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60 year olds remember television. I mean, my 25 year old daughter will never have a television schedule that says, I need to watch this Friday TV. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. The, old, the old TV guys yeah, that used to come yeah, in and yeah. the little yeah. tiny handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, remember really... my CTV? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really funny how that's just totally changed. You know, and you'll see more of these events like that Tiger Woods event, which was a big bust. I mean, there was all sorts of things that went wrong, but that was an interesting yeah. kind of uh, concept. Yeah, mm-hmm. idea of watching Tiger and what was his nemesis? I forget the other guy's name. Nicholson? No, no. Nicholson. Was that who it was? Nicholson. Nicholson. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the other guy won, yeah. too. But yeah. I'm a Tiger fan. Well, but, <laughs> but that gets back to your point. That was a made-for-TV live event. That right. one happened to be a bomb. But the concept of made-for-TV live events is where television's going to continue to go. And um, to your exact point, that's why the sports business is so healthy, because sports is going to drive live television usage and for many people you know myself included it's one of the reasons i continue to subscribe to the broadcast networks because i watch a lot of live sports 
So I, I think it... Uh, well, I, you I know, it brings it us back to what you were talking about in the beginning in the movies. One of the things they did at the Brickell City Center uh, when it first opened, I don't know if this will always be the case, but they showed the Oscars in the theater hmm. um, at opening night, and they had a big party yeah. there. So, you know, some of these really special... A, f- a fight or a TV, you know, a Tiger Woods kind of event, or maybe a Super Bowl or something. It'd be kind of cool to see that in the theater too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, we have a we have a sister company called Fathom Events, and we do lots of live stuff that you might have a hard time finding um, on television. For example, uh, we do the Metropolitan Opera out of New York live. Well, if you live in Birmingham, Alabama, or or Dallas, Texas, how are you going to see the Metropolitan Opera live? Well, we do that live in the cinemas. It brings it brings back the cinema for the special thing that it is a fifty foot screen sitting with a bunch of strangers enjoying content yeah, and yeah. Um, you know and it could be live sports um, it could be the Oscars or it could be the Met or or a live concert. Well, but Cliff, we are running out of time, but thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was great to have you, and I hope you'll join us again thank and tell you. us how everything's going after the holidays. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.